Hey everybody, this is Richie from the Metal Cell Podcast. First of all, I want to give a shout out to our main sponsors, Rising Suns, the award-winning brewery in Cork. Okay, I'm delighted to welcome another brand new band onto the show. I have Solitorn with me. Welcome Ryan, Simon and Dee to the show. Hi Richie, thanks Yeah, great to have you on, lads. What's going on, man? What the hell is going on? There's so many new bands coming out. It's fucking brilliant. I'm loving it. And you're just another band that came into my sphere. I think it might have been Ryan. You got in contact with me, did you? Ryan, who's the singer, by the way. Yeah. Um, yes, I have been. Um, I suppose we, when we started the, the project, um, sort of one of the first things I wanted to do was sort of to find out what was going on in the local scene and, you know, you haven't been on it previously and then been away for a while and coming back I wanted to find out a lot about bands so I actually started watching your uh, 2022 year in review um, okay. episode Richie and then just checked out all the bands that you guys were talking about um, so from there whenever REP was ready I, I fired you a message and was like right check this out you know yeah, yeah. That, was, that was really it well impressed with it, lads um, Jesus Christ a great release it only came out uh, on November the 17th. So Dee and Simon are the two guitarists with the band. Were you happy with the, I suppose, maybe interest in it? Was there, you know, how would you judge these days? It's hard to say, isn't it? It is like, you know, it hasn't hit the, the world like a nuclear bomb or anything. I think it's going to be a slow burner. It is going to be a slow burner. Yes, correct. Yeah. It was out on, on Friday and, you know, slowly on Friday, the band camp emails are coming in. You've, yes, you've earned three yes. quid, you've earned three quid. And it has ramped up, you know, but I, th I think, you know, we got to go out, we got to play a good few gigs, we got to do stuff like this, you know, just to get yeah. the name out there. Yes, uh, we've been yes. trying to build a social profile a bit, but for, for us, it was about first and foremost, getting out some music that represented us out into the domain so people would know make it make an informed judgment as to whether to come see us or not you know mm, yeah that's important actually and the quality of it as well simon maybe jump yeah. in there looking at the three songs that you recorded you had a lot to do with it in relation to engineering and mixing it am i right in saying that yeah 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 we all we all took a, a part in the recording process oh, cool. I okay okay like we all we all played our part and we did our bits individually and together. Excellent stuff. And it's a self-release again, lads. Total total DIY. Uh yeah. Richie. So we conceptualized it, wrote it, recorded it, produced it, did it all, did it all ourselves. I think Simon's being being very humble there in the part that he played and putting it together. <laughs> so like start to finish, you know, you have Ross, our bass player, you know, he he come in and kind of did the the creative direction and, and the, the art design you know okay, for the cover okay. which which I think's an important part of it and yeah. you know like every facet of what we've put out the date has just been done solely within the band you know I suppose it's we're not mad punks or anything but it's trying to keep that DIY ethic mm. alive a bit so we're not outsourcing stuff we're doing it ourselves and again back to you know your point about the, the recording you know Simon dealt with all of that we just went in and played and and he kind of made it sound as amazing as he did yeah, and Bootown Studios. I, I haven't heard of that before. Is it a relatively new place, or it's a, a new sort of private studio? Okay. Um, so it's in the north coast, just outside Ballymoney. Um, and it's just a pri privately owned. So at the moment, they don't do any commercial stuff. So okay. we we're lucky to get. And what was the connection, lads, that got you in there? 
Simon? Uh, I, was working on, I was working on a project in that studio. And okay. while I was working on that project, I took the opportunity to bring my own project in, if you know what I mean. Ah, well, there you go, man. Everything counts, lads, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So we're, we're, we're fortunate it was some, you know, when Simon said he had the use of a studio, um, you know, up on the north coast, wasn't weren't really too sure what to expect, but we were blown, we we're blown away. It's an absolutely fantastic site, fantastic studio, fully equipped. Really couldn't ask for couldn't ask for more from a studio experience. Absolutely yeah. fantastic. Felt right at home. Yeah, Simon made it very easy. There's a benefit of working, I think, with somebody who's in the band. Like you know, we've been writing, you know, and all this stuff together. And then when you go into the studio, the, the, the vision's almost half realized, whereas you're not trying to get somebody on yes, board yes. with the sound and, and do that kind of thing. Like Simon was ingrained there. And it's it very important to you. spot on. Yeah. It's yeah. half the battle straight away, isn't it? You're right. It is. It is. Yeah. yeah. And to have that and the comfort and, we, you know, we're, you know, we're, we're all bandmates. So, so it was just a relaxed atmosphere, relaxed attitude. And it really, it does help bring out the best, I think, in you when you're doing that. Mm. It's funny now that you mentioned Bally Money. Like, I mean, Jesus, From Runes were only on last week, and there's a few of them based around Bally Money. It's a real hotbed <laughs> of metal. <laughs> and has, has been has been for years. Gigs in the Bush, gigs in the Bush Cavern back in the day. Ah, I think Joe from Gamma Bomb might have mentioned it a few times as well in passing. <laughs> yeah, like, who was it? There was a good uh, Putrefy were Putrefy. from there. Death Metal yeah. Band. Oh, they just file, yeah. They, they would continually put on gigs on like a Friday night there, and you were guaranteed a good crowd. So we we, we played there a lot in previous bands. Okay, so that was my next question. Like having five V in the band, how difficult is it for all of you to get to meet up and rehearse and write music, or is it like from Runes, like they just did that whole project remotely because they're all in different areas of? Well, I didn't know that. That's that's cool. Uh, no, we, you know, Simon makes the effort to travel to Belfast to meet us every Thursday. We jam every Thursday night and there's a, what's called Westlink Business Park or something. And it's like a nexus for all the bands in Belfast. Okay. Like Senescence okay. rehearse there and mm. it's Cursed Sun. And, you know, we, we get together every Thursday night and it, it's, dif it's difficult with families, life, careers, yeah. all yeah. that kind of shit. But we, we put in the effort. Yeah. So let's just maybe talk about the, the songwriting of this EP, was it individually done or was it at a group effort or did you work it out through rehearsals, chopping and changing? I suppose a bit of, I suppose a bit of everything. So the initial sort of tracks were maybe conceptualized with Dee writing a lot of riffs on, on Ableton um, okay. and then, then myself coming up and, and just sort of riffing melodies and throwing out some vocal lines and saying, well, you know, um, Sort of that was how the Solothurn project sort of came about, and with with these riffs, you know, I was always in the back of my head like the riffs are so good, the songs are so good, it really deserves a band. You know, we need a full band behind it, and um, and when we when we got the rest of the guys together, when we got in that room, obviously we started making a few changes and a few edits and, and cutting things together. But by and large, that's how the the, the overall sound sort of you know was conceptualized. Class. And was Simon the last member to join? I'm the new guy. Yes, he I'm was. He Simon was an absolute. Simon was an absolute hail mary. We were. Uh, <laughs> we, we felt. We felt that a second guitarist would add to the overall. Would add to the overall sound. Just okay. hold everything together, and we were all of the opinion that 
would you know rather than um rather than going in pursuit of somebody if we worked to to, to, to write the to write the best songs that we could to put ourselves out there the, the right guy would find us and, okay. and just one I think it was a Friday or one a Friday or Saturday night I was sitting going I said what well, I'll do one last search for somebody and at the same time Ross texts me to say check out this guy and it's as I was looking on Simon's profile on Bandmix and we both emailed him and uh yeah after he's just he came back and he was like okay give me the details what do you guys where do you, where do you meet when do you meet what kind of who are your influences and it's oh. been it's just it's been an absolute it's been the right fit ever since yeah I'm glad you brought up influences there because there's quite a bit running through the the three songs I mean obviously Alison Chains Bit of tool helmet. Um, I I think velvet revolver as well, Ryan. The way you delivered the the songs, like I mean, that's yeah. high praise indeed. I know. Absolutely. <laughs> and, you well, know, well, well deserved. Scott, like yeah, Scott Scott Whelan. Uh, Stone. Why would I know him more for Stone Temple Pilots? Yes, correct. Um, but yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, and I, I every pretty much every band you said there, Richie, was absolutely uh, uh has has been has been an influence. I think definitely on on. Certainly myself, but I think pretty much all all the guys in the band, we all share a lot of similarities when it comes to our influences. Obviously, we all have our own little caveats, yeah. you know, bands and, and musical styles that we're into and we enjoy. But I think by and large, you know, that, that sort of 90s grunge style um, sort of resonates with us with us all. Like, sorry, being in a band, you know, like it's a bit of a Venn diagram. Like everybody, like all five of us are into a lot of different stuff, but it's, it's that crossover point and we all bring something outside it's that's nearly a pentagram d is it is that what yeah, it is it's a pentagram <laughs> and you know like y- y- it'll go from really you know heavy stuff to even light stuff you know yeah. it, it yeah. just it, it's a bit of everything but i think when we're when we're together we know what we all like or what we're into and, and mm. what we should kind of strive towards you know yeah uh, and there's a 90s thing going on but it, it's definitely a modern sounding thing too like i would I say it's so. retro yeah. or regressive you know I think, I think it's maybe a modern, heavier take on a lot of that oh, stuff. Yeah, I, I think you're right there with the heavier side because you actually can go heavier um, if you want, you know, and that's that's interesting for me as well as a listener because I'm thinking this is only a taster, especially my favourite track actually is Servitude. I'm kind of going, ooh, this is a nice hint of what's coming and you could actually even add in more leads to it there's a lot that i'm interested in in the next few songs so well, listen you know what you're you're in luck richie because we're gonna we've got three three new songs that we're gonna do for a second ep and i would say like off the bat i'd say that they're both heavier and they both have more lead work you know yeah yeah, yeah i yeah. think there's been a definite uh the three the three songs for the second ep that that are done um i think there's a real you can tell already there's a clear evolution of yeah. of the of the sign and i think again that's come down to the fact that there's the five of us are now all in a room all yeah. contributing all all writing um, you, would, you would say that those first three songs were almost written in isolation yeah you know, and, and brought to, to the band whereas the second three songs were kind of written with all three of with all five of us in the room and then yeah. so, so it was a totally different process and it, it gave simon more scope for lead it just allowed us to be a bit heavier because there was okay. two guitars okay. Like yes. all these yeah, like coming out of COVID, lads, I don't know, were you in different bands at that stage? But like, I mean, it was fairly traumatic. Ryan, was there anything there 
that you brought into it lyrically wise from from the from the from the immediate uh, you know impact and aftermath of covid not when i'm aware i was probably writing it and, and that was somewhere in the back of the head certainly um certainly servitude um there was elements of there was elements of of, of that um of, of the pandemic and uh, quite strangely enough i was thinking about servitude earlier and it's it's actually thinking of its lyrics and a song i wouldn't actually mind coming back to not in the sense of redoing the song but maybe expanding on um again you know in a sort of like a not a part two but you know in another in another avenue um i thought it was quite interesting but other but man no i haven't been in a band for 14 13 or 14 years so there was nothing else there was nothing else going on it was just sort of um you know for, very fortunate that they just messaged me to say man i've got a load of riffs if you ever want to come and you know if you ever thinking of singing or laying down some you know vocals i've got a lot of stuff if you want to work on them and that's really how the project started to started to evolve yeah just looking at the first single sentience fades even the lyrics there, regrets and question marks. If I had all the answers, I find nothing in them. Scream into emptiness. The silence has been left. Shows you can't speak. You know that's pretty dark, and you know. So, so yes, they are. Um, sentience fades. The idea of of sentience fades was around was pretty much around the exploration of life through death, the dying process, and and grieving. Um, okay. So, mm. and a lot again, a lot of that was coming was probably coming from you know from a place of of the pandemic where we were being bombarded with these images and of death sort of all the time and yeah, but it's fucking it scary, lads. You know, ter you terrifying. I think it did have a massive impact on 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 the general feel, you know, probably unconsciously. Like I don't yeah, think yeah. we sat down to, to kind of go, "This is what it's about." But I think we were, you know, I don't think there's no think about it. We were all affected by it in massive yeah, ways. Yeah. And if I'm honest, all the music, all the, those riffs from those first three tracks, with the exception maybe of some of the stuff in Sentience Fades, it was largely written during that time. You know, locked up here, can't yeah, go out, yeah. none to do but booze and play guitar. <laughs> yeah. Okay, we're going to play the first single and we'll come back to it then.
Fuck yeah. That's brilliant, lad. Seriously. Some amount of heft there. Like, you know, when I hear songs like that, I just have a default to go and that's going to be excellent live. That's just the way I think. But you haven't played a gig yet, though. Is that correct? Book the play, but book the play, but not not as yet. Not as yet. Looking forward to looking forward to getting out there and getting a few gigs under a belt. Absolutely. Great. So that... we're, we're playing we're playing Limerick on the sixteenth of December, Saturday the sixteenth. The the Pharmacia with Cell Games and who else? Uh, War of Attrition. Oh. And For Shark Dog. Sake. God damn it! I'm on nights. <laughs> <laughs> And I have zero holidays. I have zero sick days. I am fucked. That's what happens, That's what happens when you're a gig monkey. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I had that situation at the start of fucking October. It was a running joke in work. But anyway, that's great news. And they're great bands as well to play with. And down in Limerick and all. Fucking nice one, lads. Yeah, so just... That's the debut performance. Debut performance. Debut performance. So, yeah, um... Anna uh, from ALM Promotions reached out uh, and just said, "Look, if you're, you know, if you have availability and you want to come down, um, she would she would put us on." So, uh, no, we, you know, we, we thought as well, you know, Belfast obviously our home our hometown, uh, so it would be easy to play a show in Belfast where we get family and friends down and you know yeah. maybe give us a false sense of security. But we thought we'll step outside <laughs> of our step outside of our comfort zones and just we'll go away other end of the country and uh, nice. yeah, play to perfect strangers. <laughs> nice. What about that, Simon? Are you looking forward to it? I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's been a long time. Do you prefer playing live or are you more of a studio guy at this stage in your life? Um. I, lo- I love the rush of playing live. Uh, the studio, I love just playing with toys, but I love the adrenaline that you get from playing live. Yeah. You were in um, a famous band called Mondo Generator for a while. Is that correct? Is that yeah, the rumor? I no, I did a stint with Nick. Yeah. <laughs> I-, I did my tour of duty, so to speak. Uh, for a year, <laughs> was it? Yeah, just over a year. Um, we did a couple of festival seasons, so yeah, it was just over a year. Okay, and um, what far-flung countries did you get to? Uh, well, most of it was Europe and North okay. America. Nice, yeah. and that was a great experience, I'm guessing, yeah? Oh, that was amazing, it was amazing. It was an out-of-the-blue experience as well. Um, okay. I worked on his album as a mastering engineer, and while we were doing the album, he needed some overdubs, so I did a couple of techs on the guitar. Um, and then a couple of weeks later, he sent me an email asking if I'd come out and tour with him. So uh, I was like, yeah, let's, let's do it. Yeah. Once in a lifetime type thing. Yeah, you're right too, man. It's great. Let's talk about the themes of the EP, lads. What are you exploring in the three songs? There's obviously Sentience Fades, War and Servitude as well. All of them sort of deal with all sort of different themes, sort of you know, um, there was a lot of issues going on as as you are sort of. I didn't want to write sort of personal experiences and things of you know self centered or egocentric sort of material. I thought that might have been a bit, uh, maybe a bit shallow. So there was a lot of stuff from my experiences working, um, and uh, a lot of stuff about just the general day to day, what it's like living, you know, sort of post pandemic. Uh, in this world where we're to, you know constantly being preached at you know in fear we're being bombarded with with fear 
you know how do we how do we manage that this sense of uh this sense of wanting a personal revolution a, a, a war within ourselves like you know those constant inner struggles that we all go through mm. um so they're all the things that were sort of that were sort of going on all against the backdrop of of a society very much seemingly to be in decline um where there's a lot of waste and ruin yes. um, but i think the latter is is probably the that they're the overarching themes that are probably going that you know that will probably shape my lyrics and writing going forward. Um, certainly with with the three songs on this EP, you know these were the first songs and the first time I I'd, I'd really put pen to paper to to try and write in uh you know in in the better part of fourteen years. So there was a lot of you know working out the process again of of how to write lyrics, how to express myself that way. Um. Yeah. And things that you know, things that I'm aware of that still need to be refined. Um, so you know, I, I, but very much an enjoyable, an enjoyable process, with the exception of, uh, with the exception of Inservitude, which was probably the most difficult one to, uh, the most difficult one to write. I would imagine there was a certain, uh, a certain level of conflict and a mental block with that one. So it took a while, yeah. to get, took a while to get over. Um, yeah. But I think it turned out okay in the end. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And representing those three songs with an album cover, why would you have chosen that in particular? Like, well, we we, we didn't give Ross much of a brief. We kind of, we talked about what Ryan just kind of mentioned there, broad themes, and and we said, Ross, the graphic designer, and we said, listen, can you just come up with some stuff that you feel represents those themes and kind of locks in with, the type of imagery we like as fans, you know, so the bands that we kind of like album cover wise. And, you know, Ross threw out a number of different treatments as it were. And I think like the, the general consensus was, was that one kind of felt the best or looked the best in terms of connecting the, the visual with the emotive feeling of the music. And we just said, listen, we really like this. Can you develop it further? And, and he did. And that's what you've yeah. got. <laughs> When I um when I saw the EP when I saw Ross's designs and ideas for the EP cover, and based off the things that we talked about and 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 you know what we'd thrown at him, um the more I looked the more I sort of saw and studied the cover, I was just like that's exactly what we said you know, servitude is a black hole in the middle of something beautiful. And I was like yeah. that's that's it that's the yeah. cover. I just referenced their uh, down as well with their album art as well. It's it's just. The openness of it, you know, yeah, a mountain or trees or something like that, or a sea or an ocean. You can just take so much out of that for yourself as a listener, mm-hmm. as well as as obviously a musician. I love that about album art. Um, sometimes it's the obvious one that will catch you and just go, oh, okay, it's nature. And then you're going, well, yeah, just listen to the three songs and then come back to the album cover and just go see that that was it we thought you know the yeah. album the, the cover speaks for itself but then you listen to the, the tracks and, and the lyrics and what's going on you kind of put the two of them together and they they maybe start to tell a different uh, you know a different story yes. yeah. um and i thought that the, the the two really played off each other um so i think as a as a collective with the process i mean d very kindly knocked up sort of like a mood board of um, you know, various album covers that you know, and things, and imagery, and things that were that were kind of cool, and what was going on on the record. So, um, yeah, it was a it was a study, but you know, Ross is uh, his artistic direction is is absolutely fantastic, and he, he really knocked it out of the park. Yeah, another great thing to have as a band member as well. Somebody can 
do the graphics and art. Keep it well planned, lads. Keep it well planned. We're yeah, we're certainly not without resource on that one, Richie. Yeah. And that's the, the, the beauty of being able to keep things DIY as well. You know, mm. with, with you know Simon being able to you know sit behind the desk and Ross being able to knock up the, the images and things like that. We're, we're, we're well placed. <laughs> yes. Okay. So I'm going to play the second song, War. I'll give this a listen. <laughs> I want to give Marty a shout out, man, on the drums. Oh, Fucking excellent, excellent drummer. These guys, like, how do you find people like Marty? Like, they're just fucking probably mad. probably the best drummer I've ever played with. Like, he's such an imaginative guy, and like, he'll come in and, and not just like bring in song ideas or riffs. He has this way of taking it in a completely different direction with these real cool accents yeah. and everything. He's an unreal yes. drummer to play with, you know. Where did he come from, or was he in other bands, or? Was... Yeah, so he's played about in a lot of bands. He was in a band called Tosca, um, with with uh, Ross, our That's bass player. And I remember from from years and years and years ago when Ryan and I were playing about, he was in a band called Arcane Suppression. We played mm -hmm. about, and you know, the first thing when I went to see those guys was I was just blown away by the by the drummer because he was just unreal. And then, you know, nearly twenty years later, I ended up playing in a band. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Okay, so that's the second track, War. So it's Servitude, I'm not fucking playing because people that are listening and watching this go out and buy the fucking EP. It's on Bandcamp <laughs> and it is my favourite track of the EP. Buy it and check it out, lads. Isn't that right? Thank you. Yes, absolutely. Available available where you stream your where you stream all your songs and on Bandcamp and on those wonderful places. Yeah, because I bring in self-finance, lads, let's look at the merch side of things. I mean, you could go down a whole rabbit hole in relation to buying a load of material like CDs even and just finding your audience at this stage is early days. You know, what way are you going to approach it? I'm getting constant messages about a physical release of, of the EP. Um, and I think that's something we didn't want to do just right off the bat okay. um and i think because the second ep touchwood is is so close on the heels of this one yes um might hold fire on on physical releases of the music just for the time being um can i give you one bit of advice maybe for that absolutely of course so there's a band from car called the grief and they released two eps right and they combined the two eps as a 
a CD album release then, and it was fucking really cool because you had every. Do you know, do you know what? That that was part of the plan, and it goes back to therapy. I don't know if like they their first two years. <laughs> Which my therapy, your therapy, or the band? Therapy. <laughs> <laughs> so you know, uh, baby teeth and pleasure death. Their oh, first two. Sure, for fuck's sake. They combined into the single release called Caucasian Psychosis. Now, I think it might have only been a North American release, but that was kind of the concept for us, was to kind of get these out there. And do you know what? See, if there's demand and people really want, want to own it, then what we could do is we could even put put them out on a record. I think that will be cool. I don't think, you know, we've never put, put out a proper record before. We've put out CDs and tapes yeah. and everything, but not a not a nice piece of wax. So Yeah. I think that'll be a be a good shout. But again, we've got. So you're investigating it at the moment, anyway. There yeah, is but... merch. There is merch. There is merch coming. Merch is okay. on its way. Nice, nice. And uh, we're also working on Ross and I are working on some sticker designs together. So we want to have stickers and t-shirts to start off with, and then yeah. once there's enough music out there, we'll definitely bundle it up for you. <laughs> yeah, class, Simon. What's your input yeah. into all this? You're old school, man. You like the physical release, don't you? I'm guessing anyway. And yeah, I, I I'm not a, I'm not into the streaming as such. I prefer okay. the old CDs, vinyls. Yeah. Now, so I, mixed... I would like to, I would like to see everything combined into a vinyl release. Really nice. Yes, just mixing and mastering that. Would you have one ear for a vinyl release? Is there much of a difference in relation to mixing and mastering? maybe six songs and putting it on vinyl is there a different approach to it we'll say there is a little bit of a different approach yeah um okay. you have to work with the bandwidth of the vinyl a little bit more but mm -hmm. generally you know like it's just a little top and tail it's not a huge difference okay that's handy to know anyway so <laughs> see for all of the age lads like who doesn't want the fucking vinyl in their hands but like yeah, the majority at this stage, then don't have fucking record players to play it on. <laughs> there is something cool about having having your having your music on a vinyl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're just fucking old romantics. That's what we are. Like, <laughs> it's all, do you know what it is? <laughs> don't judge. Us. I I have tons of vinyl and no record player, and it's for, it's pu purely for the artwork. It's just so that I can just sit and I'll listen. I'll stream it or I'll listen to it on CD, and I'll just look at the artwork. You know. Yeah. Over there, there is a vinyl player there. Nice, nice. <laughs> so, and I had Dowen's release on it there. So, excellent. Down, big Down fans. We're big yeah. Down fans. I don't know if that's Sean three on the record, but you know, Down's an archetype band for us. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, class. Let's talk about the future. We are in November now, so you have a gig. Um, you just announced it there. Yeah, that's Limerick in December. December, is that 16th. going to be it for December with G? I think so. We wanted to we wanted to get one just out of the way. Okay. Uh, we have um we have we have gigs coming up in uh the new year. Okay. Dates haven't dates haven't been confirmed. That's fine. So uh we're still we're still waiting on those firming up. But uh no the future I think immediately is you know the to finish the writing and recording of the of the second the second set of tracks. And um, continue promoting this. EP. And continue, you know, obviously. So there's a lot of keeping a lot, trying to keep a lot of balls in the air, Richie. With trying to promote five the first one, spread the load, Ryan. <laughs> That's it. Trying to. But you know what? We're playing the Bloodstock Metal to the Masses thing. In, oh, that'd be great! Fuck it, nice one, yeah. In, in February and March in, in Belfast. So again, we're not counting our chickens or anything. You might get a couple of gigs out of that rather than just you know yeah. going out 
first round. So so we'll we'll see. Hopefully that leads to, to a bit more. But I think the goal is like we definitely want to definitely want to get out there and gig. We just I don't know these days. Do you go out and play every weekend with the advent of social and everything else? Like you maybe don't have to be playing every weekend, but you got to be playing constantly if that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, it does. I mean. Look at the bands that are out there at the moment up your side. I mean, you're looking at Nomadus. They're off reference on the show. Are you, Freddie? <laughs> <laughs> but um, no, there's Nomadus Crawling. All those bands, um, Sky Pilot, they're all probably playing once a month. If not once a month, they're over in the UK. The UK. You know, like yeah. You're looking at the Scottish side of things, getting a few Scottish bands up back and forth there as well. So th there's plenty of activity there. But the biggest problem down with us is that there's only one venue in Cork and trying to get a band, you know, in and out of that venue, you know, it's very hard. Like it's what's the big what's the what's the venue down there these days? It's, it's still Fred Zeppelin's. Fred Zeppelin's. Is that where we played, Dean? Uh, Nancy Spain's. Nancy oh. Spain's. Nancy Spain's. Fuck off. Really? Jesus. Yeah, man. we, Dean and I, uh, we played there with Paul Diano. Oh, man. That's that was I, 2005, I, probably. Yeah. Is the Savoy Theatre? I played the Savoy Theatre. Is that still going? That's gone. Yeah, that was oh, um, the last band I saw there was Macedon. And before that, Suicidal oh. Tendencies. That was a great venue. Oh, man. Oh, it was a good venue. Yeah. So, like, we're struggling at the moment, whereas Limerick. Has Dolan's, you know, we can play Casbah there or yeah, play Pharmacy, obviously. Pharmacy, yeah. yeah, so that's two there's off the bat. And Dublin, there's a shitload of them as well. Yeah. Um, but again, getting a promoter to put you on in Dublin, I'd recommend OD promotion straight away. But... So that's it. It's trying to, you know, it's trying to link in and find the, you know, find the guys that are, that are, you know, promoting it. You know, back in the day, um, you know, I'm, I would have been, booking all you know all the shows previously so i would have been booking and promoting you know myself with the exception of you know the exception of sort of james uh and distortion project mm -hmm. um you know he he booked us a lot but um aside from that and you know it was mostly trying to organize it myself so because i'm out of the loop so long it's trying to figure out who's who's who and who's putting bands on so what was the name of your band right Day and I, Day and I were uh, in Involution together. Involution, uh, okay. Back okay. in the back in the day, I was I, after post Involution, I was in another band that will remain nameless for other <laughs> various reasons. <laughs> As D chokes there, so good job you weren't drinking. <laughs> <laughs> you have um, to respect. It's, it's, a long, a, it's, it's, a, long... it's a journey, D. It's a journey. Uh, Give him the break. Long... Give him the break. I just. I laugh because he i we, we did another podcast and i mentioned ryan's band and he's like what did you mention those guys for and i was like well it's just because i was mentioning my other bands i didn't want to not mention you know <laughs> no i was in a I, I was in a band after post evolution i was in another band called called escape fails uh it was the, the ending was quite acrimonious so <laughs> they, they cut me out of their history completely so i figured well they're not getting any mentions off my back but uh <laughs> <laughs> the name suggested it anyway. That's it. <laughs> and about names, Salo Turn, that's a strange one. Anyone care to take that? Yeah, it was yeah, a big one. I'll, I'll go for this. So, <laughs> well, listen, it all goes back to, to a long time. When I I was in a band after Involution called Electric Red, and when it ended, uh, you know, I still I gave up the guitar probably for about a year, but you always just come back to it. And I, I came back to it, and I was producing music in Ableton, just writing, putting stuff together, programming the drums, 
eventually it led to where we are. But while I was doing that, I, I came across this place in Switzerland, just looking about online and saw the name and it was Salothern. And I was like, wow, that's that sounds cool. And it was like, it's a single word. It yeah. sounds cool. It could. I'm almost doing a solo project, solo thern, blah, blah, blah. So it just yeah. kind of stuck. And and I kind of, I was doing little demo tapes and of, of, of basically compositions that were just riffs and guitar riffs and drums and giving them to Ryan and just kind of stuck. And when we put the band together, I was like, listen, I have this name, Salothern. If you want to come up with something better, by all means. But if you can't, we can use it. And I think everyone liked it enough just to use it. And, you know, you more you read about this place in, in Switzerland, it's, it's pretty cool. There's a thing, Ryan, I'll tell you, that the clocks all go to yeah, 11. So, yeah, it has this affinity with the number eleven. So if you if you Google it, Richie, all okay. all the clocks in Salothern only go to eleven, um, which I thought was 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 fantastic. And okay. uh, you know, in the cathedral, there's like eleven eleven altars in the cathedral. So it has that you know, an eleven in numerology is the is the angel number. Uh, so I thought that was quite quite right. cool. And then they're also, you know, the, the, the spinal tap link, you know, Salothern. I already found this out last week. I was like, what? Because because you get Salothern goes to 11. Oh, my God. It's even better. That's that's going on a T-shirt. That is fucking class. Okay, lads. So that's it. Again, just congratulations on the EP. I think it's fucking excellent. Um, there is an audience for this type of music and it's growing bigger. And I think... Get your gigs now going and we'll promote this on our side as much as we can. And 2024, awesome. we'll see another new three songs, maybe. Yeah, another 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 three track EP. Hopefully, yeah, so hopefully in the in the early in the early stages of, of next year. All depends on all depends on Simon and his his ability to to, <laughs> to get us in the studio. <laughs> Simon is well chilled out there, you can see it, man. <laughs> yeah. I, 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 hope that th I hope that we'll have three tracks out by the end of Q1 2024 and you could easily see another three by the end of 2024. So. Yeah, that's great news. Yeah. <laughs> watch this. Watch this space, watch Richie. This space. Yeah, brilliant. So Ryan, D, and Simon, thanks a million for coming on the show. Shout out to Ross and Marty as well. Tell them I was asking for them. And uh, continued success, lads. You're going in the right direction. I love it. So that's it. Thank thanks for having Cheers. Cheers, lads, and crucially, support your local medicine. Absolutely. Thank you.